German masala sit back and listen to German masala sit back and listen to German masala Welcome everyone to the German masala podcast I'm your host Alex and I'm your other host Harbir This is our third podcast episode thank you so much for listening to the others if you have been listening to them if not well take a look at them um This show is a show where Harbir and I take turns in bringing each other topics, but the catch is that the other person doesn't know what we will be talking about or what the topic that that person has chosen is. So last week it was Harbir's turn and Harbir and I talked about uh, basically the obsession, our obsession with the United States as a country. And today it will be my turn and I brought a, I hope, really interesting topic at least i i'm really interested in it um but for different reasons than you might think harbier so um we'll see uh, we'll see what this is <laughs> i'm a bit scared now <laughs> no, no, no 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 don't be scared oh, oh i'll be fine uh, but before okay. we start i just wanted to um uh read a, a a private message a friend of mine sent me with regards to our last podcast because i thought it was really it was really nice and uh Honestly, we appreciate any any comments, any feedback. Uh, we have an email address, which is in the show notes. Uh, so let me just read this out real quick. Um, he said, love this episode. Great to hear your stories about coming to the US for the first time. Also quite refreshing to hear you both talk positively about this country. The overall sentiment is almost exclusively negative at this moment, uh, at the moment, even amongst Americans. Thank you so much. Uh, it means a lot, uh, at least to me. I, I don't know, Harbir, hopefully to you too, if we uh, to, to get something like this. And I'm happy that we are making an, a little a little impact with this podcast. Yes, definitely. Uh, when you told me about this message, I was really happy to hear that as well. Um, I think if we talk about US, there it's it's a great country, right? And there are so many good things happening over there. So. I can understand why people sometimes feel, especially the U.S. Americans, that the emotion is very negative right now. But, you know, we can also sometimes target on the positive things that are happening there. You know? Oh, yeah. I, I want to say that most things in this world aren't exclusively positive or negative, but some sentiment is maybe overweighing a little bit. And obviously there are things going on over there in the U.S. which are definitely negative, but hopefully uh, we'll, we'll grow together as a entire human species in the future to come exactly <laughs> all right uh, so with that being said let's jump into this episode's topic and we will be talking about india oh really <laughs> well no, okay wow. so, so no well so india is a is a well obviously it's a country but it's a huge topic so i will i will narrow it down a little bit but how mm -hmm. i came to this topic is um, last episode, you mentioned India and some of India's, you know, like, I thought we talked about some politics, opening up the country to foreign trade, something like this. And I realized yeah. I know basically nothing about India. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, like, literally, I know that it's the uh, country which has the most population in this world, um, which has the highest, like, birth rate, I think, if that's still the case. Um, yeah. And that and that's it. So, but let, let me narrow it down a little bit. Um I want to talk specifically about growing up in India because 
this yeah. is the experience that you had and that I had here in Germany, which maybe we can relate to a little bit, see how things are different, how things are uh, are definitely with a focus on how you grew up. So uh, yeah, yeah. I honestly tell <laughs> tell me about how how you grew up <laughs> in India. Yeah. Wow. Um, more than happy to talk about it. Uh, but just one thing, India is, um, so right now India is not uh, the country with the highest population, that's China. But wow. the birth rates in India are higher than uh, than in China. So I think in few years, maybe five or 10, I'm not really sure, India will be crossing China most probably. So see, if I, the birth rate. Yeah, I, I thought I knew at least that, but I didn't even know <laughs> that. So dang it. But okay, thanks for clarifying this. Uh, so definitely highest birth rate then, but not highest population yet. Second highest, I guess then. Yeah, I, I, I think so. I'm So the birth rate is definitely higher than in China. I'm not really sure again if it's the highest, but what I'm sure about is that it's going to cross China's population in, let's say, five years, you know. Okay, let me just look this up to make sure that we're not doing anything yes. stupidly here. Okay, <laughs> yes, we are. You are, right, I should say. China is at, uh, at least that's what it says from uh, www.census.gov, which is the current population census bureau. So the yeah. numbers from July 1st, 2020 said China is at 1.394 billion in population. And India is, wow, look at this, 1.326 billion. So yeah. only about 70 million behind. 70 million, yes. Yeah. Or 700 million. I no, think no 70 million, million. Okay, okay, got it. Yeah. Well, that's not much. <laughs> no, no, not at all. I was like, wow, this is close. And then on number three is actually the United States. I didn't know that. And the, the jump is huge. It's like one billion less. It's only 329 million. Oh, really? I, yeah. I had no idea that number three is US already. Yeah. I, really... I, I would have thought there are countries like, you know, Brazil or other big countries in between, but no. Brazil wow. is at number seven. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. I had no idea. Wow, this is crazy. Okay, um, anyway, uh, it will be India we're all talking about today. So the number two <laughs> in this world when it comes to population. Uh, yeah. Tell me about how, well, maybe let's start with where did you grow up? Was it a big city? Yeah. Was it a rural country? Like we, we talked about this a little bit last time, but uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, you know that, but just for our listeners, I was born in Tanzania in Africa, so I was not really born in India. But when my, my family was there, my father was in construction business. And then when I was six years old, uh, my family decided to move back to India. When I say India, so I cannot really be talking about India in a sense that it's a one, you know, one country, one culture. I mean, it is a single country, but if you think about it, there's so much diversity, right? So I usually compare India to India to Europe. For example, France is not that far away from Germany, right? But they have their own language, they have their own culture, they have their own food. And this is similar to Indian states. So I'm, a, I'm from a state called Punjab. And if you go like 200 kilometer north from Punjab, you will be in Himachal, if you go further, you'll be in Jammu and Kashmir. And all these states have their own food, their own languages, their own culture. So it's really difficult to talk about India in, in homogenous terms, right? So what I can talk about is where I'm from 
and how I grew up about my own experience. And I hope that is still interesting for you. <laughs> Should we do that? Please, please. I mean, that's that's interesting. Uh, not not say interesting enough, but that is what I wanted to talk about. And actually, the the growing like the being born in Tanzania part. Yes, I knew that. But um, what I I guess this is okay to talk about because I don't know how much you remember from being like less than six years old. I don't remember that much, to be honest. So, <laughs> I mean, it, it didn't make a huge... But your parents are both from India, right? Yeah, yeah. They're both from India, both Indians. And as you said, I don't really remember a lot from Tanzania. It's just that the stories I've been told by my parents, by my family, or, or the pictures I've seen, I remember only those things. And maybe a couple of other things, like I used to sleep in in the school <laughs> and the teachers used to complain about that to my parents <laughs> so that is some of the, the one of the things i remember and that is great uh, I'll, yeah <laughs> I'll, I'll also my my uh, so we used to live uh in in a in sort of a jungle it was not like proper jungle but it was far from anything else so there was nothing nearby no shops no other houses etc so this is something i remember a little bit as well I don't know if this is memory that has been created in my mind by hearing to the stories that yeah, my and parents seen told pictures, me. stuff like that, yeah. and then you, yeah, yeah, you fill your own story. We moved to India when I was six years, and I started going to school over there. I did not know my own language that well because I used to speak Swahili. Um, so in the school initially, I think it wasn't that easy for me, but I picked up the language quite quite fast because i mean it's my mother tongue and i was still six you know six is like very young um did your parents talk swahili to you while you were in tanzania or did did they talk uh, no what, what is it <laughs> okay so they talked uh what is the official so my mother tongue is punjabi punjabi right? okay. i'm from a state called punjab and that punjabi is the language spoken over there um no, my parents talked to me in Punjabi, I think, uh, as, I, as I was saying, I don't really remember. But uh, I mean, I used to talk to a lot of other people in Swahili in, in the school, uh, to friends, you know, so that's why I, that's how I picked the language. I think that's same here as well. A lot of immigrants, children uh, pick up German quite fast and they, you know, and they would talk to, so they would understand what their parents to saying, uh, saying to them in their own language but they would reply in German, right? Yes. So I, I guess that was the thing happening to me back then, you know. Um, but anyway, so I started schooling in India and it was, I guess, schooling is, I can compare it to German schooling, right? So it is, I think it is a lot different than uh, the schooling over here. So you start school usually when you're three or four years old. Three and or four. Is it yeah. is it then officially preschool or is it are you starting in like first grade elementary school? So they call it lower kg, upper kg, like LKG, a UKG. So which is basically I think kg comes from kindergarten. Maybe I never really checked, but you know it's <laughs> uh, kindergarten is a term used in the US as well. So I think I wouldn't be surprised if that's what they're talking about. Oh yeah. You know? So. Um, yeah, so that's basically it's it's you're not in the first grade uh, when you're doing the uh, lower kg and upper kg, but you are still being taught like alphabets. You are being taught uh, your mathematics. You know, wow. It's 
Yeah, yeah. Ch- uh, children start really fast, like really at an early stage over there, learning learning these things. Um, again, I can't really remember much <laughs> from from that era. Uh, then you know, started the school like the first grade started, and in the first grade you would have your normal subjects, like you would have your mother tongue. My was Punjab, mine was Punjabi, and then we learned Hindi, which is the national language in India a little bit and from the second grade onwards we started learning English as well. With English it was more like okay we were learning English in the school but no one was talking in, in, in English. So it wasn't everyone could understand a little bit when they grew up you know yeah. like when they were in I don't know seventh eighth tenth grade everyone could understand but no one could speak that well. The situation has changed now. Now I see little kids in my state in India speaking in English as well because the schools have changed. They lay a lot of focus on learning, learning, like teaching English and now over there as well in India. And there are other languages these days as well. People can like as a as a um, child in a school, you can learn French, you can learn German as well if you're going to one of the so-called really good schools. Um, but back then it was different. But so, um, so do you still speak? What is it like? Hindi, Punjab, yeah. Swahili, German, English. Yeah. Do you yeah. speak all of them? Like fluently? <laughs> no, I wish I could speak Swahili. I, I don't speak Swahili anymore. I, I know a few words, but that's it. I've forgotten it. Um, Maybe I will go to Africa, uh, to Tanzania sometime and then learn the language again. But anyways, I, I speak Punjabi, I speak Hindi, I speak uh, uh, English and then German as well. And wow. uh, there's, yeah, the language spoken in Pakistan is called Urdu, which is very similar to Hindi. So I can speak and understand that as well. And Urdu is considered to be like French in Europe, right? So poet's language. A lot of poetry has been written, uh, you know, romantic language as yes, well. Yes. So that's why it's 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 quite quite you know uh, trendy and quite uh, it's seen as a good thing if you speak Urdu. So I I learned that a little bit as well when I was uh, when I was a teenager, just wow. to impress you know who. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Like you 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 want to like learn to play the guitar or speak French? I guess. I mean, I don't know if that was the reason why I chose French, but it was French or. Um, or uh, what is the other one that we get to choose here? Spanish? Kind of, no. Yeah, I mean, later on Spanish, but... Latin? Yeah, yes, Latin. Thank you. Uh, and yeah. I was like, no, Latin is like, no, I don't want to have Latin. So a lot, of po- <laughs> a lot of people chose Latin because apparently, like, you can only translate it one way or something. And you only have tests in one way and it would be easier. But I was like, this is not, yeah. not what I would go for. But um, so is the... In general, just for our uh, American listeners, maybe, or even other listeners in Europe, is the school system set up the same way it is in Germany? Because when I went to school here, it was mm. first through fourth grade in elementary school. And then you yeah. you would choose or the teachers would give a recommendation and then you would choose which secondary school you would go to. There, there was no middle school and there still is none. And then you could go to either like the um, Realschule, which is like the middle, like kind of the mid-education tier where it would only go through grade 10 and after this you would go and do an apprenticeship become a like construction worker or a bank teller or something like that right and then if you wanted to you can even after that go and do your um, abitur which is like the 
the high school diploma basically in Germany. And then, um, or you would go directly to a so-called gymnasium, uh, gymnasium, which is Mm -hmm. not the, not, not where you have sports in in the U S I know it's called the gymnasium where you, where do you sports? Um, no, it's, uh, it's then the secondary school, which would go all the way through grade 12. It was changed while I was in school. It used to be grade 13 and now it was 12. And then, um, isn't, isn't it 13 again? I'm not sure. I don't, I don't think so. I think it's the, the, like, um, elementary school changed. I think elementary school is now through grade six or something, but, but, but yeah, so this is the general system. How is it in India? Yeah. Uh, just about the 13 or 12 years. I I heard someone from lower Saxony that they have 13 years again over there. Maybe the system is different in Hamburg, but I'm not really sure. Um, anyways, I think this is quite a unique system in Germany. Uh, it's it's uh, from the other countries that I know about because, you know, I have family in the UK. I have some people living in the US as well that I know. So over there, the system is not like this. In India, it wasn't like this either. So we started the school and I could have stayed in the same school until I did my 10 plus 2, which is 12th grade. And so you do up to the 10th grade and the 10th grade is something the, the tests you do over there are not taken in your school they are taken in your school but those are on state level so you'll be competing against like whole of the state and then after that you decide okay i want to go into sciences i want to do medical i want to do engineering like later uh, or i want to do arts i want to become an economist then you would choose your subjects for the next two years accordingly so I, I I took uh, I wanted to go into engineering, so I took physics, chemistry, and maths. Um, yeah, and uh, if people want to do like medicine, they would take physics, chemistry, and biology. They will there will be no math at all for them. Which is my actually my wife was quite surprised about this. So she started a degree here again in Germany. She's a um, biotechnologist. She has two masters. One from India, one from England. And she started another master's here because she wanted to learn more about the German market before she, you know, started a job, a career over over here in this country. And also there were some, you know, other reasons as well. But so she started her degree and uh, she saw that it's a lot different than what it used to be in England or in India, because there's like a lot of mathematics. There's lots of programming as well in her in her course, uh, you know, just talking about the differences um coming back to the school i i again i think this is uh, the system of you know deciding after the fourth grade which school are you going to is it going to be gymnasium is it going to be realschule is it going to be hauptschule i'm just throwing some german terms <laughs> right now <laughs> but i think this is this is unique to germany and as i understand it's also changing a bit now right yes it is i, I think i'm not sure i would have to actually look it up i think it's now six years in like um in elementary school basically and then choosing after which i don't know if it's good or bad i i was fine with the system back then but maybe it's a little bit early after grade four to decide like your entire but because it's a life decision right yeah and you might and it might be the wrong decision i know people who went to my school like to my gymnasium which weren't good there they just it wasn't made for them and the reason is the gymnasium is meant to be your education path for university for you know 
doing a university degree, which uh, I ended up doing after that. But a lot of people actually like would have been better off or some at least would have been better off in the Realschule because that one is also more focused on hands-on experience, right? At least that's what I heard. I never went to one, so I can't really speak in that name, but I heard it's yeah. more focused about prepping you for the job world without the uh, university. And I want to say that I think this is unique for Germany because, yeah. or in Europe in general, because it is not bad. It, it is actually really good if you end up with a Realschulabschluss. By the way, um, we also had this test at grade 10, which is a more centralized yeah. test um, because it's the same thing. Like you would get this uh, either way. Even if you're on a gymnasium, you would get this kind of test and then you would you'd just go on after that. Um, but, you know, it's not bad if you don't complete your Abitur, which is the German high school diploma. You can do the other one and you're fit to work in so many jobs, which are so essential to our economy, yeah. to our everyday lives. But you then go on and learn these jobs in an apprenticeship again for two years, maybe one and a half years, maybe three years. And one of my really good friends, actually, he, after completing his high school diploma with me, decided it's not the best for him to go straight to university, but to actually get some real world experience. So he did it like a Banklehre, uh, uh, I think it's Banklehre, Bankkaufmann, so a banker basically. Uh, and he learned in a uh, bank here in Hamburg, uh, everything or a lot about this actual job. And then yeah. after this, and obviously you already you already earn some money when you do this. Uh, and then after this, he decided to to go in and do another degree, right? To to yeah. do his bachelor's, master's, and I think now he's doing his uh, PhD, his uh, um, doctors. Uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah, I, I I think it's a great system. I just have like one little complaint with it. <laughs> um, I mean, think about like you come from a family where no one has gone to a university right and you have sometimes your parents might not have good jobs or they might not be working at all they might be getting social help because of some circumstances you know things can happen always and then you live in that part of 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 the city as well which can sometimes be called a ghetto or something you know where you don't usually people don't usually have a lot of money not a lot of opportunities you know you live in that area and now you're growing up there you are going to a school over there as well and you are all the people that you are surrounded by are come from the same families as well now think about it you don't get too much motivation in your family to do well in in, in a school right and you are suddenly in fourth grade which is you're very young when you're in fourth grade you are like nine or ten years old you don't yeah. really know much you can't really you can't really decide things on your own you know so a lot of the motivation you have comes from either from family or your friends your circle basically right and now because you were not really good in school you the reason was you didn't really have a lot of motivation. It doesn't mean that you were you are not a smart person. It can just mean you were not motivated, right? So you were not good in school. And now suddenly you are going to Hauptschule because your parents don't care, right? Or your teachers don't care, yeah? You go to that school and then again, you don't really have 
society over there which is sort of motivating, encouraging you to do well, to study more, right? And suddenly you are like 16 and finished with Hauptschule and you don't have many, much, you know, many options to do anything. I know you can still, when you do the Realschule, you can still go to, to the university. There are ways to do that. But I think the motivation part, that plays so much of a role. You know, I think if a, when when a kid is 14 or 15, the kid can still decide on its own if, you know, if they want to do something better or worse, whatever with their life, if they want to become someone, uh, if they want to have job in academics, if they want to do some kind of research, if they want to go to space, as we were talking about, you know, if they want to become mathematician or they can also say, I want to become a painter. But I think at least kids should have a chance up until then to say, okay, this is something I want to do. <laughs> this is turning into a school podcast now, <laughs> like education <laughs> podcast. I think this is a topic we should we should spend uh, a separate uh, episode on because I think it's super interesting to talk about this. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I agree. Is it different yeah. in India? Like, is it, how is it there? No, it's, uh, it's not much different in India, <laughs> to be honest. So in India, there are schools financed by state which are basically, I mean, they are called government schools. They are not considered to be very good. So you can still get education over there. There are some people still making something out of their lives, but the number of people who would actually, you know, get really, really good jobs. We, I'm just talking about pure numbers. I'm not talking about that these students might not be as capable as the students going to private schools, which are considered to be better schools. Um, but just if you look at the sheer number i think the numbers are really really low and the reason is just the state schools you pay like very little money you pay i don't know like maybe five euros per month or even one euro per month is this for for, for like like the regular schools or like university degrees this is this is the regular school okay when when, when you are a child right so these are government schools all children can go there they do they have be to? denied education do they no, they, they don't have to. So, okay, so this is interesting. So this is something where, who makes the decision? The parents? Yeah, the parents make the decision, but it's, I mean, it's always, so they don't, <laughs> the thing is, um, as soon as parents have a little bit of money, right? Even if they don't have much money, to be honest, parents prefer to send their children to, to, the, to the private schools. Uh, Indian people usually, like the middle class Indian people, usually consider education to be very, very important. So they will invest all the money they have in their children's education, in their children's career, because that's one of the ways I think maybe, maybe may even be like the only way to get out of, you know, poverty, to make some money, you know, so they, they will invest everything they have in their children's education. So they would prefer their children to be sent to private schools. Private schools are also, there are lots of different private schools. Some are considered like on medium level, some are really, really great schools. Like the schools I was talking about where you're taught French and German. Those are like, I, I heard from my, I was talking to my mom and our neighbor's child is now going to school where they're paying like, I think, 2000 euros per year for and this is this didn't used to be normal and you have to think that for some people like for the majority 
this will be like half a year's income over there. But they wow. will still, yeah, they will still be willing to pay this because they want their child to become something, right? To 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 have to be successful, to have a career. But that sounds really great. Like this sounds like a cultural thing that because in Germany, if you, I don't want to speak for anyone negatively, too negatively here, but I know of people, let's put it this way, who, what you, exactly what you talked about, like whose parents maybe are out of a job and they living on social welfare, which is, is okay. Um, this is a thing that yeah. can happen. Um, but they have been maybe doing this for their entire lives and the children don't know any better. And may, some of these parents might still be really interested in saying, hey, kid, make something out of yourself, go to school, do your homework, makes, make a better life for yourselves than we did. But I know some that are not really interested in what their kid is yeah. doing. Like they don't care. They're just like, oh, he's home or she's home, which yeah. I think is sad. But this sounds like it's a more cultural shift in India. Um, did, yeah. did you go to a private school then? Yeah, I did go to a private school. Uh, just let me come back to that point, Alex. So there are there are two things. In India, a lot of parents or the society sees their the children as you know, as I was talking about, as a way of coming out of poverty. So if I as a child make something of myself, if I become something, I'm definitely going to support my family, right? So I'm not going to leave them alone later in the life. So that is one of the factors why parents are also so much interested, so much vested in their child's future. And then the second thing is, they in, even in India, like now I was just talking about the middle class. There, there are a lot of people who are not middle class, you know, who are like, who make money, which is like, there's a poverty line in India, an official one, I don't know where it is. And, but there are a lot of people living under that. And those people do not really have the option to say, okay, we will send our children to best schools or even to school. Sometimes they say, okay, it's another, you know, it's another person who could start mon making money already. You know, that's why you have so much of child labor as well in countries like, but this is not just Indian story. I think this is like most of the developing countries right now. You know, sadly, unfortunately, hopefully things will change. Um yeah, what was your question? If I went to <laughs> private school. Private school, school yeah. Yeah. Um, yes, I, I did go to private school, but it was not like one of the very good ones. It was it was like the medium one. And um, I mean, it was it was quite okay. I think I, I got really good education. I, I was very lucky. The teachers I had when, when I started my education uh, in India after coming from Africa, they were really, really good. They taught me, first of all, my mother tongue quite well. And then after that, they were, I mean, they, I don't know why. I think my teachers used to love me, <laughs> which, which kept me motivated all the time, which helped me learn things. And, you know, just funny stories. Uh, so, as I said, teachers used to love me. And we, in India, you get so much of homework that you are, it's often the case that you're overwhelmed and you don't do all the homework, right? And this happened to me quite often. I didn't <laughs> used to do my homework. But then I used to tell teachers, oh, I forgot my notebook at home. And everyone believed me. Everyone. <laughs> I am you still took advantage of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was a child, but I did take advantage of that. <laughs> I 
still sometimes remember. I was like, how come they always believed me? <laughs> because you're a good guy otherwise, right? You're you're yeah. like a like a nice and usually you say the at least in my opinion, we've known each other for a couple of years now. At least in my opinion, you seem like a trustworthy person. Like I wouldn't inherently doubt every uh, single thing oh, you say. Thank you, Alex. <laughs> but I was a kid. And uh, so back then, things have changed now. Back then, teachers would, uh, it was also quite usual that teachers would beat children, you know, with, with sticks and stuff. I mean, it wasn't, I know uh, I'm seeing your eyes right now, Alex, in the video. <laughs> so I know this is like something unheard of in modern Germany, in, like in the 1950s, 40s, this might have happened in Germany as well. Yes, definitely. Like we went, yeah. when I was in school, I remember we went to like a historic school where they, yeah. where they had like a school hour for us in the like old German style. And yeah. obviously they didn't hit us because now it's not allowed to hit children anymore. But yeah. it was definitely a thing. But I mean, this isn't yeah. this doesn't seem that far ago that it was still allowed in India or was still a practice, even if it wasn't allowed. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not really sure what the official stance on hitting children was, <laughs> but it was it was a practice quite often. Let's say it like that. And but the thing is, again, I never got a beating from any any teacher. Did you see kids getting a beating though? Yeah, unfortunately, yes. It, yes. Was it something that happened regularly, or was it something that's like one in once a week or once a month? It happened quite regularly. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> yeah, but that was considered to be normal practice. To be honest, that was nothing like people wouldn't wouldn't bat an eye. Uh, seeing that this is again cultural differences uh, so <laughs> Trevor Noah did, had, has this uh, amazing piece where he talks about how Oprah opened a school in South Africa and then Oprah asked are you going to spank the children and the teacher said no 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 don't worry we don't spank the children right and then Oprah leaves and they say we don't spank we beat them <laughs> <laughs> Them. oh god that's terrible but see i, I think this is not I, yes it's a cultural difference but i think it's one of yeah. these differences that shouldn't be a difference i think yeah. nowhere in this world should children be um physically harmed or psychologically yeah. harmed for that matter for anything they do especially children i think nobody should but especially children because it could have such a big impact on their on their development as a child. And I am lucky yeah. that I've never experienced something like this. Uh, yeah. I, I just want to ask one more follow-up question. I know this is a terrible topic, but what yeah. kind of beating was it? Because I learned that in German schools, like you would have a, like a, the, the teacher would have a big stick or a ruler and they would hit your fingers or something like this. Yeah, usually it was a stick or a ruler, but sometimes it was also like a slap, which is like, I think even even more terrifying to wow. be honest, especially psychologically, if you think about that. Yeah, know? I mean, I mean, those children, when does this start? Like, is it like in, in the first grade? Like, so Alex, it just to be very clear, I, I don't think it happens anymore. Okay, okay. Schools have changed, changed a lot. You know? <laughs> okay, sorry. Yeah, maybe we, uh, should, maybe we should move on for this topic. Uh, um, I mean, I'm in my 30s and early. And so but back then when I was in the school, it was it was different than, than it is now. I think it still happens in maybe in those government schools that we were talking about, you know. Um, 
some other other schools as well but i think it's changing now and i agree with you this is i i think as well that this is like uh like a torture for a child not just a physical one emotional one as well so yeah if anyone is listening from me who does this please stop doing that you might not take much of it but you know like you're doing any kind of harm to the child but this is really harmful for the children i would say so too well but let's move away from the uh, beating child in school topic uh (laughs) so you moved you moved to india obviously with your parents and then you started school when you were six there or because you were six you started going to school there did you attend the same school all the way to grade 10 plus 2 so grade 12 no no so i changed like a couple of schools because my school was quite like the initial one was quite far away from my home and um, yeah my parents at certain points thought it will be better if i went to a school somewhere near to my home so that was the reason i changed and and then i didn't like that one that much and then i changed again so i changed a couple yeah it wasn't because you know the school were, the schools were better or worse it was just because it was more convenient and these yeah. schools were all schools where you would stay your entire school life right it would be grade yeah. 1 through 12 basically exactly exactly that's how almost all the schools are in india doesn't matter if they're public or private. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't wow. matter. So sometimes if you're in a in a remote village somewhere, it might be the case like after 10th grade, you have to go somewhere else because the facilities aren't there. So if you want to do like, you know, uh, engineering subjects later, you want to take physics, chemistry. Of course, you need laboratories for that. You know, you need to... Uh, for chemistry you need to go and play with acids and stuff (laughs) and in certain schools you can't do that so you will have to go somewhere else but usually the schools are first grade to actually lower kg through 12th grade yeah interesting that that is interesting uh by the way i also took physics in like uh in the higher education path you you get to choose which topics you want to put an emphasis on and yes it was physics (laughs) um which i thought was interesting at the time maybe not the best choice looking back but still uh, but you're quite good at it we have talked about physics like uh some like a few times and i always thought that you are quite good at it thank you quite well yeah but but the the thing is that uh, at least for me i like physics which is the experimental physics part right yeah which is the actual doing something recording results building something stuff like that and with physics in especially the higher education, not higher, higher education path, but like the higher grades, when you choose this as one of your deepening, like deepening topics, basically, right? Something that you want to focus on. Um, yeah. It becomes way more of calculate the internal resistance of the circuit. Uh, how will you like build a, a, I don't know, like an inverter, like what's quantum physics? Uh, like, yeah. you know, experiments like that, which the experiment part was awesome. I love those. Yeah. The theory was something where I was actually not good at. Like I, okay. I was I was really good in math. I'm not going to lie, like math, mathematics, that was uh, I'm, I'm calling math this now. But in the US, for example, it's pre-cal, calculus, geometry. We just call it math, basically. Right. We have different topics yeah. in there. Um, but yeah, no, I love that. But for some reason, physics was not my like best topic ever. I was a uh, subject I was yeah. subscribing. Um, but going away from that, um, that was the school life part, at least up to like grade 12. 
Um, how did you get to school? Like, let's let's transition like a little bit more into also the private and social life in India because I think that's super yeah. interesting. Uh, I rode my bike a lot of my life, and then later on, I took the bus a little bit, and then when the weather was bad, I sometimes took the bus. Sometimes my parents drove me; they didn't really like it, and I wasn't supposed to be asking them for this, but they would. And then, yeah. it, and then in the end, I just had a, uh, a, a funnily enough electric scooter, which would take me there. Um, or mm. in, like at the really, really end, just the last half year, basically, I was able to drive. So I had a car. Oh, nice. No, I did not have a car. So <laughs> um, initially when, you know, I was a little child and when my school was quite far away, which is, I mean, that is the case for like a lot of children in in in. Punjab, where I come from, the schools are not usually near to your houses because parents want to send their children to the best schools. They think, you know, are the best. So these can be far away as well. But there are always like school buses that you can pay for. They used to like, I don't know, back then they used to cost like 150 rupees, which is like two euros per month, you know, now per month. I'm, yeah, per month. But wow. now they might be a lot more, you know. Now they might be like 10 euros per month or something. Back then it was really cheap. Um, and, you know, that I, I took the bus, but there are a lot of children who go in a rickshaw. It's kind of a rickshaw. It's like, you you know what rickshaw is, yes, right? Yes, like definitely. The bicycle I, thing. I've seen the movies, yeah. like the tricycle, basically. Like two in the back, one in the front, right? And then people like pedaling with like human powered. And no, actually some exactly. of them are, but some of them are motorized too, right? Yeah, well, back then they didn't used to be, at least in India, they didn't used to be motorized. Um, they, they were, the rickshaws, they were like, uh, uh, you had to pedal and then they were modified to make, so they used to make sort of a tube out of it. Like the person, like where the pedals were, that was just like a bicycle part, the first part, right? And then behind it, there used to be sort of a tube where they will stick like 10 or 12 little kids in it. And then the person <laughs> would cycle. And then, yeah, that was quite funny. Actually. Wow. Yeah, I took it sometimes and I enjoyed it, to be honest. <laughs> and then... It, it'll get stuck somewhere and the rickshaw driver will ask children to push and you will get out uh, yeah, you will get out of the rickshaw and push it it was awesome man it was really like cool an adventure path to school yeah exactly Crazy. it was so cool and think about it you do this in 40 degrees heat right oh gosh 40 degrees celsius right so this is like yeah, 100 yeah, yeah. plus fahrenheit wow yeah, I don't know how much in Fahrenheit. I think it's it like one ten. Wait, we have to look yeah. this up. Numbers are always something I have to look up. So forty <laughs> C and F. Let's look. Uh, one oh four Fahrenheit. Yeah. Yep. So uh, yep, one hundred plus degrees. Uh, this, this is by, like, by the way. Yeah. Uh, let me just say this. My uh, so Google Home that I have at home. You know those smart speakers. Yes. Whenever I ask uh for weather it'll tell me uh tell me the weather in centigrade but when my wife asks it'll tell the fahrenheit <laughs> i think it thinks my wife is american <laughs> i will have to ask her to change her accent to indian one <laughs> but actually you know that at least for the google homes you can ask them and then say yeah. tell me in celsius just after yeah. you and then it will tell us and say, um yeah, interesting, interesting. Interesting. Technology, right? Uh so exactly. a little bit more about like your housing situation like where did you live like i lived in a 
I would say regular house. It was a, maybe some people would consider it big house. I had the, I mean, it was a house at all, which is nice. No, no apartment. We had a huge or huge, like define huge, but it was a pretty good sized front yard. And then it was also a small backyard, which I was, you know, as a kid, I could camp and we had campfires there, birthday parties. We would have families over, you know, barbecue together. It was awesome. Like I enjoyed my childhood for the most part uh, that way uh, a lot. And, but like uh, some part of it is where you live. So how did you live or, yeah. or how was your living situation? Um, so again, I will come back to the differences between Germany and India. Uh, Punjab, I won't say India again, I think, because India is again very diverse. But um, so the difference over there is that people like to own properties and in the smaller cities, almost all of these properties are houses, not apartments. Apartments are, I think, are a relatively new concept now, which is starting to, you know, sort of, you will see now a lot more apartments in smaller cities in India as well, like there used to be 20 years ago. There used to be like almost no apartments. Everything used to be houses. Is that why a lot of the cities in India are so big size wise because there are no huge towers which a bunch of apartments in or well no so i I come from a smaller city it's called jalandhar in the state is called punjab and the city is called jalandhar it's it's if you think about it it's it's quite small you know but when you go to cities like delhi or mumbai you know the big cities the metropolitans you will see huge buildings over there okay because yeah i guess they have to make buildings you know yeah. Otherwise, you won't fit uh, all the people in the city. I, I don't know. And so Mumbai is around, I think, 20 million. I don't want to say anything wrong, but it's a lot of people. A lot wow. of people, right? Um, yeah. So, I mean, people like to own houses in India. Again, houses because they want to leave the houses to their children when they're gone. You know, again, thinking about their children. And also, it's sort of an investment for them, you know. The, the best thing you can do is to buy a house. That's how most of the middle class Indians, at least the ones I know, think, you know, or I've read about, you know, that's how they think. And we, we had, uh, when we came back from India, although we had... From Africa. In our, from Africa, yeah. yes. We, we had a house in our ancestral village as well, but my father decided to buy, like, uh, uh, in a city, buy a house in a city. Actually, build a house. Most of the people build houses over there. So. Wow. Yeah, uh, my mom's father, my, my grandfather uh, actually started building the house already when we were in Africa for us over there in India. So, you know, then we moved to that house. It wasn't finished. They were like, I think, a couple of rooms and then uh, a corridor, like bathroom. That was it. And then slowly we moved in and slowly we kept building it more. It's It was like an okay house uh, i i love that so um a house is you know it, it's not just a just a building right it's also the people living in it people living around it so the thing about uh city where i come from or the area where i come from people are really really friendly even now my parents are there like my mom and dad they are both uh, in their 70s and you know but we are not really worried about them at any point. Of course, their health is quite good, luckily. And But even thinking about, okay, they are old, 
older people and now these days you know with corona they might need help you know i think sometimes oh i should have been there sometimes i tell myself but then you know the good thing is they our neighbors are like family to us you know they keep coming to my parents they keep asking if they need anything they will be always there if any kind of help is needed so i think that counts a lot as well is this a common thing in india just cultural wise that you live even though yeah. you might not know each other personally like you, you will like your neighbors are getting part of your like extended family maybe even oh you you know them personally you know them very well you know them they are like family you know it's uh, and it's a very common thing it's very, so that's why when when an indian person get married it's not uncommon that there are like thousand people there because it's like you know? the neighbors and then the friends of them Everyone. and like <laughs> yeah you have even relatives of neighbors coming to your wedding because they when they came and visited your neighbors they visited you as well and you became quite close to them as well so yeah that's that's in in smaller cities that's a very common thing that is yeah. crazy i mean i lived in berlin for a couple of years and i knew i was in, in an apartment building to be fair i knew yeah. one person like i knew one people like that would that i would actually know <laughs> know and the the yeah. house had like four th this house had like at least or had like 10 people living or 10 families or whatever it was mostly older people with living in there and then the entire apartment complex had like i don't know like a couple hundred so i guess in india like people would yeah. know each other a lot more yeah. in these even if it's an apartment complex definitely definitely yeah it's crazy so the house itself uh, just because i'm uh i'm coming from an architecture background a little bit uh, family wise um yeah is it is it like the u.s houses which are mostly built out of wood frames constructions uh or is it more like the german houses which are often built with concrete and just stones being piled like literally stone yeah. on stone so bricks and concrete okay good yeah the, or the I mean, difference to yeah doesn't matter <laughs> it's not bad if you build a house out of wood sorry that's that shouldn't sound like that but okay so bricks and concrete yeah and the difference with german houses uh, uh are the roofs i think so you have the slant roofs in germany usually because because of the snow you know and because of the heat thing our slant roofs are more efficient over here and in india all the houses have like flat flat roofs interesting Okay, yeah, I see this from like the even in the Mediterranean. Uh, I uh, I went to the island of Lanzarote uh, last year, or yeah. I, not even last year, like or I did go there last year, but also a bunch of times before that. Uh, and most houses there are basically like a square, not a square, like a rectangle. They're pretty flat yeah. on the top. Yeah, I think it has to do something with snow as well, right? I don't, my architectural knowledge is zero. So well, I mean, snow know. is a part of this. And you maybe yeah. heard that a couple of years back, maybe even a decade or so back, a roof in Germany, like of a stadium collapsed because there was a lot of snow on there uh, and mm. they couldn't clear it off. So that was terrible. Um, and yeah. yes, but I want to say it's also maybe because it's, I don't know if it's easier to build necessarily. Honestly, I'm not sure why why the roofs are are pretty flat over there. Maybe it has mm. to do something with heat, because if you have mm. an angled like a slanted roof, an angled roof, it will always have obviously like it will have more surface area in general, and it's probably mm. harder to paint this in a white color. I don't know. Are the houses mostly light colors in India? Yeah. So very colorful. 
all the people decide on their own what they want to have their house colored as so there's no for example in germany usually i think there there are some rules about it as well how what color you can paint your it house it depends right? it depends yeah. not not everywhere um and not yeah. always but some streets to preserve the natural look will have restrictions based on building height and also building front so some streets may oh. say only brick fronts and other streets may say you can paint it but it has to be a color in the spectrum of i don't know yellowish so you can't just like if the entire street is yellow some streets may not allow you to put like a black house in there or something like that i got it there's no such thing in india you basically paint your house as you want it to and there are lots of colors lots of but will they keep it usually like light so it doesn't it's not getting too hot in the summer yeah thinking about it now yeah most of the houses are light here yeah that is true interesting okay so what and 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 now the part which i also really like is the social life like what was it like friends family i i already heard that family is a a huge part of this but maybe also when you grew up i think friendships and playing with people and and you know like just like play dates stuff like this is super important so yeah. how did that work in India or what did you do? <laughs> so, yeah, playing together is a big part of childhood or uh, was a big part of childhood for me, you know. So we, uh, I used to love cricket. I think the whole India love, loves cricket. You know, people are crazy about the cricket, uh, about, the, about that sport. So you play that. cricket? Yeah, yeah, I played a lot of cricket. Wait, is it is it the one? So sorry, I, I'm pretty sure it is. But is cricket the one? Because when we play cricket, it's the where you put little like goals out of metal posts in your. That's that's crocket, I think. Oh, that's crocket! Oh yeah. shoot! Okay, so yep, <laughs> yep. Okay, sorry, that's totally crocket. Cricket is the one with the bat, right? The, yes, the, okay. the one with the bat. Yes, the, uh, the one <laughs> that is similar to baseball. Okay. Know. Okay. Um, Although I, I think stupid. it's, it's okay, a bit yeah. more challenging than baseball, to be honest, without hurting anyone's feeling right now. <laughs> um, no, so, yeah, we, so every day after coming back from school, if it, it was summer, then around 6 p.m. we will start playing. If it was winter, then around 4 p.m. we will start playing, you know, like for two, three hours. And it was, we, we, will, we would play anywhere. If there's like, uh, so our area was being developed and not all not there were not houses everywhere so there were these free spaces between houses and then we would play cricket over there i think we smashed a lot of glasses as well <laughs> did, did you ever smash in the window yeah yeah and and i just ran away we all ran away we left our bats and wickets and all the equipment there and we ran away really yeah i still feel bad about that oh, yeah, that that you said, but you know the reason was there was like the one and only proper cricket ground in Jalandhar in the city I come from was like ten kilometers away from my home, so I wasn't going to go there and play. And even if I went there, there will be like already thousand kids playing over there, <laughs> and you know we will never get a chance to play. So we would play anyway. We we used to play on the streets. I think children still do that. They you will. Whenever, if you ever go to India, Alex, I think that's one of the first things you will see children playing cricket. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. It's, uh, it's different to Germany because in Germany, you usually go to like clubs. You know, if you want to play football, you will 
usually play for a club and then even if you're a child and then yeah you'll be part of a properly part of a team you'll be taught but that being said still a lot of kids you know there's a lot of like public playgrounds with just a couple of goals on there where you can just play soccer Um, obviously i've or what not obviously but i have never even i don't know if i've ever even seen an entire game of cricket regardless oh, regardless of playing like i've never played cricket in my entire yeah. life definitely never yeah. did that i'm sure you haven't seen that <laughs> is it fun so yeah it is a lot of fun if you understand the game if you like it it's really a lot of fun but there are three different versions of the game you can play so one version is uh, it lasts like four 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 and a half hours oh, then there's another version that lasts one whole day and then there's one other version that lasts five days okay so even if you want to play like the minimum is like four and a half hours so no when you play you can if it's not an official game you can always like shorten it to you know one hour two hour whatever you want to you know it's it's about uh, the amount of balls you play right so it's like baseball one person is throwing the ball the other one has to hit it right and it's uh, usually about the amount of balls that are being bowled interesting right? in a match um, i'm pretty sure you haven't seen the whole game nope. it's uh, nope. especially if you are not really a fan i think it can be quite boring <laughs> do you watch cricket I- I, I used to watch a lot when, when I was a student, even when uh, I was here in Germany. Um, but now, you know, I don't have that much time. Now I'm a little bit out of touch. But still, I mean, I watch on YouTube some highlights of the matches and uh, YouTube algorithm knows I love cricket. So you keep showing me all the, all the important matches. Wow, that is so yeah. cool. All right, and then uh, what about like vacations? Did you go on vacations? Did your family take you on vacations? Is this a thing that's common in India or? It's getting more and more common. But back then for us, vacation was going to going to our, our relatives, going to like my mom's family was vacation for me. Going to our ancestral village was vacation to me. Going to some religious places was vacation to me. And that's the case for, that was the case for almost all the children, all the families. Okay, but when you talk about going to some religious places or even ancestors um, or, you know, grandparents, whatever, yeah. how far away would they usually be? Because I would consider a vacation not necessarily what you visit, but also how far it is. Like, is it something where it's like, oh, you can just go there every day because it's five minutes around the block? Or is it something where you actually, like, you would pack your... Did you have a car? Where did you pack your car and drive there or something? So, I mean, I came to Germany when I was 21. Yes. 21, yes. Um, But I did not have a car. I had a bike, a really good one. Uh, in one India. of the best ones in India. Yeah, yeah. it's called Royal Royal Enfield. It's a really good bike. If anyone, were, I think bike fans would know that. Um, anyway, so initially, my father didn't used to have a car. Uh, he had a scooter sort of thing, like the Vespas you have over ah, there, so, which nice. was quite normal. Like everyone had that. Okay, you know? and very few people actually had cars in in. Up until 90s, that was the case, I think. And then economy started changing, people starting buying cars, etc. Um, the my so our village where my father is from was like 45 to 50 kilometers away. 
from our home, which means like two hours in India. What? Uh, <laughs> two hours? Yeah. So, I mean, the roads aren't as good as here in Germany. The traffic is, um, it's uh, it's not as organized as in Germany. Even say. in a smaller so city, a like time. like where you lived, you said it's a smaller city, right? Was it still crazy traffic? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the traffic <laughs> traffic is quite crazy. Okay, I but mean, how did you get there if you only had a scooter, like the fifty kilometers? Uh, so you could you could take buses and oh, stuff, okay. but you can. Uh, I used to ride scooter with my father as well, which was a normal thing to do for this the long. Scooters, yeah, yeah. So no, no. To to village when we went to the village, we would either you know rent a car, go okay. by bus. Or just I was camp. about but, to say. Yeah, but my my mom's parents, like my mom's family, lived in the same city, which was but also like six seven kilometers from us. We used to go there a lot as well. Spend a lot of time with the cousins. It yeah, it was very nice, Alex. I I, I I'm missing it now. <laughs> talking to you <laughs> about it. But you never like I I mean I guess you did you you were born in Africa, so you did see yeah. something some other places, but. After you moved back to India, was there ever a time when you went outside of the country? Mm, no, the first time uh, I went outside of the country, I came to Germany. Wow, yeah. that is crazy. And and is this is this? I, I guess you already said this, but this is common for a lot of Indian families yeah. then and kids, right? That's 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 very very common, Alex. Um, my one of my aunts, like my mom's brother's wife, she had never seen an escalator up until five years ago, I think. Wow. And she had never <laughs> taken a flight up until one year ago. So it was a very strange thing for her to do. Although, I mean, escalators were quite common already 20 years back in my city, but you would not go to them. Usually you won't go to the malls and stuff in India. And those, that's where the most of the escalators, et cetera, are, you know. So interesting. Yeah. <laughs> but because, well, but it, I guess it comes down to size again. Like I know um, like adult people in there, I don't want to say something wrong in case that person knows who I'm talking about and listen, listening to this, but I want to say in their 50s. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I think yeah. I think in their 50s who have never been outside the u.s never yeah like maybe yeah. mexico maybe like mexico once but never like actually leave uh, left the u.s but that's also because and i'm going to defend them a little bit here i guess because the u.s is big not as yeah well maybe i don't know if it's as big as i think it's as big as any but anyway like it's big it has a lot of things to offer it has the beaches it has the forest it has national um, you know, the national parks, it has like ski resorts, huge mountains. And in Germany, it's mm -hmm. easy to go somewhere else. So as a kid, yeah. we would spend a lot of the time not outside of Germany, but on the coast, which is like, was around usually around 150 or 300 kilometers away. Or we would go to something in the center of Germany where there was like a nice children's hotel um, where you could have a lot of chill child activities and, and you know, just yeah. enjoy the, like, it, it wasn't mountains. I wouldn't call them mountains, but hilly areas of like middle Germany. Uh, so this yeah. was a common thing. And then um, when I grew a little older, um, I was also taken by my aunt and uncle on like a trip uh, on a cruise actually uh, for like a, a bigger present that they would give uh, all of us children, my family, which 
really grateful um so i saw a bunch of different cities around the mediterranean area and then you know you you would start to you would start to travel more uh when i was eight was this when i was 18 i think when i was 18 my friends from america came and visit and we did a road trip like we just took the car and drove from from hamburg to the netherlands to like paris switzerland uh down to italy austria you know so we we just traveled and yeah it it wasn't that uncommon to do something like this maybe not as super common because yeah. uh not everyone has a car when they're 18 and i was lucky enough to to or fortunate enough to be given that but um that opportunity to do those trips uh but yeah so it's interesting that in india it's not as common it it, it is getting more and more common now i i have to say if i think about my cousins now you know, like one of my cousin, both her and her, she's a she's a professor, I think, assistant professor in at a university. Her husband works for a private company. Both of them have good jobs. Both of them take vacations, take their children to like uh, mountains and uh, take the, you know, so and the children have, I, I think, gone to foreign countries as well. And they themselves travel a lot. They were here in Europe, were in Canada as well. So I think things are changing now. Like the gener- my generation or the generation that is like a bit older than me, are they actually enjoy those things. So if you think about it, it's like, it's just a little bit behind Europe, uh, um, India. And I also come from one of the richest states in India. Punjab is like, I think, it always used to be a rich state with a lot of money. So I think... Um, it's it's we are we are getting there we are getting to a point where where we are starting to do all those things that are considered to be you know fun and normal in 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 the western society yeah wow harbier i think this is a great point to to end this uh this week's or this episode i shouldn't say this week um thank you so much for for giving me so many insights into india it was super interesting and uh i am honestly interested to see what comes from from india in the future and maybe we'll we'll pick up on this topic again and talk about uh, how your life progressed after leaving india because obviously that was a uh, really interesting (laughs) interesting time as well but before we we completely close it out here maybe for some people obviously right now there's a global pandemic going on i would advise anyone to limit their personal travels and contacts to the much of their possibilities however if this whole thing pans out and hopefully at some point traveling is becoming more of the norm again where would you say should people go to india Uh, that's a difficult (laughs) question (laughs) depends on what you want to see so if you want if you are interested in history if you want to see like the old forts and stuff you i would say go to rajasthan which is sort of in the middle, not uh, how how would I say it? northwestern part of the country. I mm-hmm. think it's it's also a desert, uh, a desert. So uh, quite nice. You can have like a really nice time over there. But if you are interested in let's say going to beaches and stuff, go to Goa. There's lot lot of party going on over there all the time. Kerala is very beautiful. Kerala so is a state in in like extreme south of india food is tasty my my state punjab it's in northern part of the country it's and there's not much to see there in that sense but people are really warm really nice um also i think uh 
people love uh, having guests over people. So you can, I'm pretty sure if you go there, Alex, they, and they see you, okay, there's a person who does not look like <laughs> us. They will invite you for a tea, for food, just like that, you know, very friendly people. I, there are so many things to do in India. I, it's a re, it really depends on what you want to see, what you want to do. I think um, I think I would yeah. definitely go for the Punjab thing. I think this is what what I also travel for. It's seeing things. It's yes, all of that and going to the beach. But honestly, probably I probably wouldn't go to India to go to the beach. What you just yeah. told me, the warm heartedness of people. I think that's what I would go there for and try to. I don't know, just experience life a little bit and and yeah. see kids playing cricket in the streets, uh, having tea yeah. with random strangers. <laughs> yeah, please, please do that. Uh, I'm pretty sure you will enjoy it. Um, yeah, and let me know if you want any other tips, etc. Uh, I mean, we can maybe combine our trips as well. You know, we can go together. Let's see. At some point, I want to travel India as well, like properly. I haven't traveled India properly, but you need like so much time. You need two to three months to do a proper trip in India. Well, maybe we'll do like a sabbatical India. at some point. Take you know a couple of months off work and then just travel India together. Do a little travel blog. Yes, make a podcast everywhere we go. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Alex, thank you so much for bringing up this topic. I, I don't know where the time flew by, like the last hour uh, we have been talking and it was really fun. Yeah, happy to talk about this again anytime. Awesome. Thanks so much to everyone to listening to this week's episode. We will be back in two weeks with a topic which I don't know anything about yet because it will be Harbeer's choice of uh, of topic. We're available yes. everywhere and now seriously pretty much everywhere. If you want to listen to us at some service which we're not available at yet, then please just email us at germanmasala at alex, which is A-L-E-X-S dash universe dot de and uh yeah we're as i said on youtube um spotify google Podcasts, apple Podcasts, tune in which if you own a tesla vehicle is also in your teslas uh and then <laughs> also on stuff like podbean or the antenna antenna cast podcast app so a lot of podcast apps out there german masala is a podcast hosted by harbier and me alex Alex's Universe is the umbrella brand that this podcast is being produced under. It's currently just a YouTube channel called Alex's Universe, which is hosted by me talking about electric cars and then this podcast from Herbie Army. Me.